So Matt, I hear that there's a button on the website that will let somebody order a t-shirt for this year's Mac DevOps YVR conference. Is this true? Shh. It's a secret. There might be a button on the website to order your t-shirt. We've been struggling for two weeks. Well, Matt X, the guy in charge, the dude that had the responsibility for making these t-shirts, he's been trying for two weeks to get this shirt. But we finally, through elaborate preparations and elaborate communications, we have put together a fundraiser for Mac DevOps so you can order a t-shirt. Come and support us and click that buy button. Buy a t-shirt or a hoodie for Mac DevOps 2020, the coolest t-shirt ever. Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps Podcast. I'm your host, Matt X, and my co-host today is Jack Daniel. How are you doing, JD? Good. How are you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm uh, I'm sort of jacked up on coffee. Yeah. That's, that's so unusual for you. It is. Jacked it up is. on coffee for a podcast. <laughs> I've been biking a lot in the hot sun and yeah. drinking nice a lot. nice to have summer cool here. Huh? Yes, we finally have summer. But I'm actually looking forward to some rain tomorrow because 25 degrees Celsius is too hot for me. I know. And our poor friend that we've invited today is laughing at me. We have two guests, two wonderful guests. Piero, who's usually in the UK, but you're on a secret mission. Yeah. Piero. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, JD. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm in the Alps in uh, Trentino, which is the northern region of Italy. Is it hot? It's in... Is it cold? It's it's weird. Night is cold. Day is hot-ish. Not as hot as in Rome, where I'm usually at. Nice. And our other guest, Joaquim, in Valencia? Yes. It's in the, the east part of Spain. We have a wonderful climate here. 32 degrees right now, and so it's wonderful. <laughs> I will try to, to, to not die here. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> die during the podcast. <laughs> yes, I will try. I will do my best. <laughs> wow. here. Is it in the That's... 40s during the day? or Yes, for, near the 40s. Wow. wow. Yeah, and this city is not the, the hottest one in, in Spain. So there's, wow. there's other places. Yes, and some places have uh, yeah, the five in between forty-five and fifty. That's way too hot. It's too too hot. I had a, a crazy idea one day, and I went to Brazil, and um, yeah, it was forty degrees where I was, and I thought I was going to give up and die because it was just so hot. But apparently, there's hotter places. <laughs> yes, there are hotter places. But is it humid? Yes, humid. Ah, yeesh. You are yes. a brave man. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't use the air conditioner. So I can use the air conditioner because we have, well, it's because we have a, a little baby, a month old, and a boy, two, four years old. 
and they are beyond to use uh, air conditioner. Ah, cool. Yes. Well, it's good to learn to be hot at a young age. I don't know. It's I think the opposite, but <laughs> win. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a, a good battle ahead of you. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and congratulations on the on the young children. That's a quite thank you. Thank you very much. My children are older, and I have different battles. <laughs> Every age, uh, we, uh, different. Uh, I will face them. Yes. Yes. Right now, it's video games until three in the morning, or trying to leave the house at least for ten minutes a day for a short walk. But both of them are evil fascist things that the evil dad says to do: go to bed, walk outside for five minutes. <laughs> really taken to this uh, pandemic says they will stay inside as long as it takes forever they're burrowing they've got a little nest <laughs> it seems like a scary world out there sometimes but this is not the pandemic podcast this is the mac devops podcast so we try to talk about the mac devops conference or all the things related to mac devops so open source software automation it how we move to software's infrastructure, software that's written in GitHub, GitLab, all the other version control, all the projects that we're working on together. This is now defining our infrastructure. We have Monkey, Monkey Report, even Jamf has been in the cloud forever. Everybody's in the clouds, which is someone else's data center. And now we have to write software or use other people's software. <laughs> and that's why we band together. We are a small village the village of Mac DevOps enthusiasts. And that's why we thought the uh, DevOps for Dummies would be a good place to start. I picked this book up and I just, I like the, I like the for dummies. It just appealed to me right away because I always feel like I'm a dummy. We're always beginners. And I learned Unix by reading Unix for Dummies back in the early 90s, riding the bus to school. I would be reading Unix for Dummies, hoping that by the time I'd get off the bus and get into the university, I'd understand one more command to type into a terminal. You can learn slowly, and I find uh, the Dummies books are good. And Emily Freeman, I follow her on Twitter, and she's a super awesome, super smart, super cool gal. And I really love this book. I, de I definitely encourage everyone to check out DevOps for Dummies. I was hoping that we could start a discussion about this book. It won't be the final discussion of it, just the, the beginning. JD, did you get your copy? I did get my copy, and I've, I've cracked the cover. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes, books are meant to be read. We've got to put our devices down. Piero, did you get a copy of this book? I did get a copy of this book, yes. It's a very interesting book. I've, I've, I wouldn't say I've read it all. I'm halfway through, probably. I need to go back and reread a few pieces. I definitely feel that way. I read half of it earlier this year, and it was just like reading everything I could and then taking notes. And, you know, four months of pandemic <laughs> happens, and now I'm like, okay, what exactly did I read? <laughs> <laughs> so the weirdest thing about this, the pandemic, is that I went back and read a lot, especially around not specifically DevOps, more child stuff and uh processes and, and 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 all these weird things that product managers product owners agile mass scrum mass whatever you, you name and the, whatever title you get give them and it's been like my mind was like wow this is <laughs> so much science says and it, it contradicts what's what happens every day 
it's like it's so it's so fascinating and i was like i've never thought of this problem this way and this is very but the, to go back on topic this is um it the thing i like about this the language is very simple and it doesn't assume mostly previous knowledge which is the problem with a lot of devops stuff that i've read Right. I was inspired by DevOps Days, which was a bunch of locally organized DevOps conferences. And I was attracted by the, it just seems like they just magically organized it and it wasn't super polished, but, you know, they invited a bunch of cool speakers and, and it just seemed like, oh, yeah, we can do these things. And that's what inspired Mac DevOps because I saw everybody writing software. People have been writing software on GitHub and sharing projects like Monkey and, and Monkey Report and lots of other, you know, scripts and projects. And I just thought, we should, you know, talk about this and help each other and encourage each other. I know that the word DevOps scares a lot of people because it's kind of weird. Like, what is that, you know, and Mac DevOps, what is that? Some people are like, I can't speak at your conference because I don't use a Mac. I'm like, well, we're building infrastructure. We're using the cloud to maybe help service some Macs. And maybe now someone started off as a Mac IT person, then they put stuff in AWS, and then they ended up being an elastic farmer, I don't know what to call them, you know, people that just look after cloud infrastructure, right? It's like, oh, I'm looking after Kibana and, you know, Prometheus and all these like funny words. And now they don't look after Max anymore. They've drifted into the clouds. I've had a lot of colleagues that have moved along the path, you know, they learn the tools and sometimes they, they move, you know, they're not looking after Max necessarily or, but I think we're, all these are experiences, all these are valuable experiences because you're learning the tools, you're learning new systems, and these are valuable whether you're managing Macs or Windows or Linux or whatever. I mean, it's, it's good. So DevOps, developers, and operations, IT. <laughs> but I, th I think the thing uh, Emily focuses on is that DevOps focuses on um, uh, the prioritization of people and, and kind of getting things done and putting those tools in place for people to get done and get things done. Versus, yeah. you know, we're in the past, it's all been infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. True. And I, what, I, what I like, it's like a culture. It's a culture revolution. It's a culture change. I've been lucky enough with some of my clients that I'm the embedded IT that helps them get work done. And sometimes IT, when we're the most helpful, we're actually helping people get work done. And sometimes traditional IT, maybe security teams these days seem like, they're impeding people from getting work done because their number one goal is maintain the switches, maintain the firewall, maintain the checkboxes for compliance. But where are the people getting work done? So we have to remember the people. <laughs> and <laughs> the whole DevOps is, you know, not just having developers write some software and some IT people manage it and then call the developers later to fix it and then go back and forth. So if they're working together, if the IT people are writing software like Monkey or building it together, then we're hosting it and taking care of the infrastructure and hopefully remembering what our users want and why we're doing this in the first place. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the whole culture th process, Piero? I think culture is everything, right? It's, it's you're fighting an upwards battle already. And if, there are, if, if the organization at any level isn't supportive of this, it, it can be a quite a harsh, like a hard battle to fight. To fight. It's, it's one of these things which it reminds me of, uh, and maybe, maybe this, this example doesn't fit 
completely, but it's like the new diet fads, right? Now everyone wants to be agile. Everyone wants everyone wants to talk about DevOps, and in a way, I think this is like this democratizing thing of we are all developers, we are all operations people. We should care about each other's responsibilities. It's amazing, but also I feel like it. A lot of time, it's just like you you throw this out and and like oh cool, we're, we're being agile, we're 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 doing Scrum, we're we're doing this, but at the end of the day, it's just a nice dressing around things. Uh, but I strongly believe that whatever DevOps and Agile, when you were saying, JD, about the individuals and interactions over processes and tools, like that's where it starts, right? That's that's right. to me where culture is the most important thing. If we don't understand that, then we we can fight and fight and fight, but we never get there. But I think it's it's, it's going to be a long journey to get the culture shift that we like. People like us that value this sort of mindset want to want to see in, in in the IT world, especially because we're not we're not born developers. A lot of IT people are sysadmins, and sysadmin is a different thing in in their head as from a developer. And I, I battle with this myself a lot. It's like I want to be a developer, and and but I'm I'm already a developer. I write code. I write. I I I I, I am an, a software engineer, and it's but sometimes it's it's hard to fall back into the old. Oh, I'm resetting passwords, and I'm doing all this toil, all this operational work that I should be automating. I I think it's it the principle of starting with people. It's it's the right way to go. It's 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 a it's the right approach. It's also very hard, which is always the case with the right approaches most of the time. And I think the Slack and conferences, the community at large, helps. Because maybe we're using Monkey or maybe we're using Jamf, but we can participate in the creation of the software. Maybe we can do a pull request, or maybe we can just participate in discussion about the software. Hey, we should have this feature, or how would this work? Or we can, you know, we can participate. And I really like that. I mean, I've been throwing myself into the Monkey Report group because obviously it helps because I like using it. But just throwing myself in the process, trying to be part of the community, trying to help. I mean, if you're just using software that you're not writing or not participating in, then there's a disconnect, right? So I feel like there is room for us to be part of the process with software developers, either writing code or helping with it. And that's the value of the open source, right? And even I think it, it, that there's a lot of value in open source in helping helping others. Like I am by no means a monkey expert, but if I can help, I will help. And like. If if I don't know, we can figure it out together. This is this is one of the things that I love the most about the MacAdmins community. I don't want to manage any other like if I'm still managing endpoints, I don't want to manage anything else because I don't want to deal with any other communities. They can be nice, they can be great. I don't care. Like the Mac admins is just so wholesome. And it's everyone's helpful and I have never had like a bad conversation. People are super down to earth. There's no superstars, there's no like everyone I go to is they're like, well. Why you you talk to me like I'm a, I'm someone important? I'm just a smart guy that like to build things. Not even smart. I'm like a regular guy that likes to build things, and I build things with software instead of with Legos or things like that. It's, yeah, I think it's really that's that's the wonderful part. I think of the community. It feels great to help. I mean, I've been working with a friend uh, Christian on this Monkey Report module, and he's been writing stuff in Python. And he, and, you know, it's been great to help him learn some things. And then he's using all the Python that he knows and learning new stuff. And but 
it's always great to share. I mean, uh, I love that about the community and I love that, you know, when people are like, I'm new to monkey and I struggling with this web server bit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just a web server, but sometimes that gets complicated. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea what a web server was when I started, right? Literally in my first, in my interview at my job, I went in and I was interviewed by who would become my, my next boss. And he was a site reliability engineer, right? My thought in my head was like, who's this website guy? Why, like, I, I need to manage Max, not website. And that, like six months later, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> there's this world. This is so cool. And it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. But I, I have a question for you, actually. Like you've been, you, you mentioned DevOps days and, and all that. And how do you see Mac admins fit in the DevOps, DevOps spectrum? Because obviously we do some dev work. We do a lot of admin work. We manage things that are getting closer and closerly tightened up by the fruit company. And I see that our job as Mac admins will go away quite soon if we don't like move move forward to this new new world where we're like actually developers and well, i'll say devops but yeah really developers implementing that in my own work as a consultant with clients and struggling with technology i always see this duality of things are changing all the time it's so complicated it's changing so fast i don't know what's going on i'm trying to catch up and on the other hand it's always people needing help with passwords workflow, anything. So on the one hand, you don't need to know anything, you just be helpful. On the other hand, things are changing all the time and you're catching up and you're trying to solve problems and go to the conference, watch new videos, read books, study blogs, ask so many questions like, oh, I screwed up my SQL database, what do I do? That's today's problem. I didn't need to know that yesterday, but today I did that, so now I need to know. So it's, it's a both, both catch up. One is the, I call it the simple mind. I'm here to help. Whatever your problem is, my users, I'm here to help or solve certain problems. On the other hand is the complicated mind. <laughs> Always catch up, but it's project-based. I'm trying to solve this problem. I'm trying to solve this next problem. And you know, you blog, document, write things down because you've, how do I set up a Discord server? How do I set up Monkey? How do I set up Monkey now with Terraform? So every day is a completely different thing. You write it down once you figure it out because you know, I don't know, some days, some days people ask me something and I'm like, I knew that 10 years ago or I knew that one month ago. I do not know it anymore. It's written down. One second, I'll check my blog. I do not have space in my brain for that anymore. It's like, you know, other things, you know, like maybe XN, which I do a lot of storage. I know it completely because it's always there. But certain, a lot of things, you just have no room. But to answer the, the real question you're asking, I feel like DevOps, you know, it's, that was trying to bridge the gap between people who'd write software and then just who'd punt it to the IT people who are site reliability, who are just watching it. Well, well, in the Mac world, we're moving our infrastructure to the cloud. And so like a guy like me that's setting up storage and servers and Xserves or Mac minis, now it's, okay, I'm figuring out Graham Gilbert's Terraform script, or I'm figuring out this monkey middleware, or maybe I have to deploy Jamf in the cloud. So you're building infrastructure or you're participating with Monkey and Monkey Report. So that's the DevOps for me is working with these software projects, working in a whole new realm. And yeah, like you said, you're writing code uh, more and more all the time. So, and, and using other people's code. And so I feel like there's, there's a lot of room for us. And yes, 
Apple's pushing everyone more into MDM and who knows where everything is going. I don't like to predict. I don't like to be doom and gloom. There's always reasons to be sad or mad at any company, but I always tell myself, don't take it personally. They're not mad at you, even though they took away <laughs> my, you know, of raids, my Final Cut server, my all my projects or all my favorite things or whatever. You just move on. Every day is a new day. <laughs> there's always people to help and there's always new yeah. things to learn. And you're going to break something new tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. But I think as long as people are writing software that we should keep having conferences and keep helping each other and <laughs> keep encouraging each other. I think it goes yeah. beyond software development too, because this is bringing in some of the aspects of agile uh, software development. So it, it's breaking large projects up into small, smaller fragments, um, you know. And we're seeing that more and more in the community, where you have a much larger problem, but let's let's break this up into you know little bits. Like oh, I don't know, Python's not going to be included now I, for somebody like myself or or possibly Matt taking on all of Python and trying to get that figured out how we're going to bundle that and, and ship it out uh, for future platforms. That's a huge struggle, but the community came together to collectively break that up, that product, that problem rather uh, into smaller chunks and figured out uh, a portable version of Python now. So uh, we are seeing aspects of this and, and that's, that's really where I think the community is coming together, um, you know, and, and that culture uh, of the community and working together uh, really, really brings the DevOps out. Joaquin, any thoughts? Yes. Yeah, I have a few, I have a few thoughts. Uh, I, I have the luck to, to work in a, for a company that uh, has the, that culture, uh, from the beginning, um, uh, I think, uh, uh, for example, in my in my case, uh, I think I, I am I am a DevOps. Uh, I think it's DevOps is a culture, but I'm a developer and the operator itself because I the thing I develop I I am the one put that thing in uh, in an. In the in, in AWS or Google Cloud or whatever, so but uh, this is not the the correct path because, like I said, in my in my case, I, I am the only the only one uh, dealing with with Max. But uh, I think our job uh, should be uh, something like uh, being part of the of the group. I mean, uh, so, uh, Developers uh, do the, their things, coding. Uh, operators in, in my company are uh, SRE, and they are putting all the, the apps and whatever in the in the cloud and, and make it works. But in in my case, my job is to be part of, of that wheel and make my coworkers, my my folks, uh, work better with their Macs. So. I think I, I'm part of that uh, DevOps culture, not not because I'm here. I'm there with the with the developers of with the SREs. I'm part of the DevOps culture because I'm I'm doing my 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 job. So that's my thought. That's my thought in in that theme. 
And so are you writing your own infrastructure code or what is your stack? Yes. Like what, what are you yes. struggling with or working with? Uh, uh, in my case, um, my day-to-day -day, uh, work is um, I use Monkey. I have in, in AWS with Terraform. I I put uh, my Monkey repo in, in AWS two years ago. I use uh, GitLab CI to orchestrate everything. I have plans. I have a, a chef in my roadmap for this year. So I have a lot of projects uh, for this year that involve uh, coding and I put that code in 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 a in a cloud and, and with or, or whatever infrastructure code uh, app. So it's like I said, I'm an DevOps, but I, in my title said only Mac admin or sysadmin in my case. <laughs> Just as sysadmin. Yes, I'm a sysadmin. But You're doing a lot. Yes, I, I'm doing a lot of things uh, rather than in in any GUI or because uh, for example um, I used to say that my, my father is always asking me okay Joaquin, what, what are you doing there what what, what is your your job it's click in every window in the in the computer or what, what are you doing it's complicated to to explain but um, I used to say that to click in any GUI because I want to have all my my work in 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 Git. We we use GitLab and GitHub, and I want to have all my code revisited by my folks. Uh, I want everything in in a continuous integration and development uh, infrastructure and. And at the end, this is what uh, every developer or operator want in, in a DevOps culture, even not being part of the department in a company that are involved in that culture. I have a question for Joaquin. It's, it's, um, how do you explain all you told us to your dad? Or you just say to <laughs> him, I fix computers. <laughs> Oh, I I am uh, telling my dad that my job is make my folks happy using their Macs. <laughs> so I, <laughs> that's I, actually <laughs> a very good job. That's that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my goal. That's my goal. We're trying to automate so that the results are repeatable. They're idempotent. We get the same result. We're trying to save time and make the results good <laughs> more often, but. We can't forget that we're trying to make the lives of our users uh, better. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the that's the real goal. I still have a long road to go on automation, and I've definitely seen some videos at my own conference that have inspired me with CI/CD and using GitLab uh, and GitHub Actions, GitLab runners, and I certainly want to. I, my goal would be to automate the whole auto package testing of apps. And I haven't seen an easy way to do that. And I'm still struggling. I'm mostly an IT department of one for other people. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to automate a system that other people can use if I disappear, but also that 
you know, you can check in and monitor, but don't have to push all the buttons. But yeah, that's my goal. I'd love to be able to set up some kind of automation for auto package, which could test your apps. And because and, I do have some series of recurring nightmares, some of them about storage failing, but other ones are automating some kind of malware with auto package onto all my users. <laughs> that's one of my nightmares. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean... Yes. If you push out a version of an app that doesn't work, I'm like, mm, okay. But if it really doesn't work and it's malware, especially with this new piece of malware that came out, and I mean, the whole security uh, side of things is fascinating. Going to Objective-C, following all these ob security researchers. I mean, there's so many awesome security researchers. Like, they reverse engineer and they love tearing things apart. But yeah, the new malware that... There was one that's actually acting like a virus. It's actually injecting code into other um, binaries. Um, but yeah, just even the supply chain attacks where transmission or handbrake, someone hacks a developer server and puts bad code in and yeah. then you download it with auto package and then install it everywhere and maybe you don't notice. That's a nightmare. I don't want to do that. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> nobody wants to deal with that. <laughs> But that's how you have like why well, you have rollout, easy rollout, rollbacks. And yeah. I guess guess where they come from. Yeah, I mean monkeys. <laughs> I mean, I had a jam friend of mine, and he showed me some jam stuff, and I was like, oh, jam seems pretty cool. I mean, it looks like some nice things. But he's like, I'm struggling to install 2016 or 2011 or 2019. He couldn't figure out how to do a jam like in a nice way, how to move Office versions, and I was like. I have monkey. I don't want to think about it. It's just like, <laughs> take this one away, add this one here. I'm like, it just saves my brain. I mean, write scripts with your brain when you need to, but like monkey makes certain things simple that I don't have to write a script going, if you see 2011, but you don't see 2016, leave it. But if you, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're going to get lost <laughs> in some if then statements, but uh, let monkey do it. Um, Joaquin, how are you handling this CI CD nightmare scenario? You haven't automated any malware anywhere, have you? I didn't have any any nightmare with malware in my in my case. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, uh, we we have a very a very pretty solid uh, sec team. They, they do a lot of work uh, dealing with those malwares and uh, viruses and whatever. Um, but in uh, in the CI/CD case, um, I I think we um, have a lot of work to do there because we have a, a lot of things uh, can be automated and and we are not using all the potential. I mean, uh, for example, I'm using uh, GitLab CI uh, with a with a Mac in Mac Studio right now and. I have uh, every day. I I have a new idea to to improve my my <laughs> automations. Yeah. Uh, um, um, for example, right, right now I'm I'm working in a it's this is a side project. I'm it's to to learn Go GoLang. Uh, I'm working in a in a tool to something like Docker Machine to. Uh, create, uh, but creating backgrounds machine uh, using uh, with an auto scaling and a lot of, a lot of things uh, that I have in my in my head. 
now, uh, but uh, the end goal of the of the app is try to to have uh, Marcos background uh, with uh, with uh, the GitLab runner uh, already installed. Because uh, right now I, I have to deal with a, with a, a launch agent in the in the Mac uh, running the GitLab runner, and it's not the the best thing because I I can have an ephemeral a machine like like Dogger. So every time I I use my, for example, my auto package uh, CI, it's uh, another piece of shit I put in that map. So I, I want to have um, to have a a new environment every time I I run uh, auto package, for example. So one of my goals is to to finish the this tool in maybe two months and have and try to open source it awesome. right now is cool. yes i want to learn uh, languages doing uh, current uh, tasking from my job and for example uh, i try to improve uh, my python knowledge uh, refactoring the nuch tool from eric gomez which we're using in, produ in production. Thank you. My my fork. Yes, your fork. Oh, thank you. I I have a few improvements. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a few improvements to 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 do, and I will share them uh, in, a, in a few days. Sure. I mean, hit me up so, uh, if you need testers. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. So. Okay. Yes, I I, I will need a more tester. Because uh, Eric want to move the well to to accept the PR, but uh, yes, it's it's uh, his tool, and he wants more more tested. And that's it's fine. Well, t tell him we've got it on four hundred laptops now in prod. Many? We have yeah yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have too many mats in my company, but we. Do the the I think we do the same work uh, for four hundred in our case than uh, for uh, four thousand. Yes, I feel like nice. we're running a game show. It's like a surprise game show where we surprise the creator of software <laughs> with people that are actually using their fork of their you know project. You know what? Someone who uses my software? What? <laughs> this is your software live Mac DevOps the game show. <laughs> so many concept ideas, Matt. <laughs> you can get so excited when you meet somebody that actually wrote something that you use or some tool. And I mean, the the the, the dude Jasper um, that wrote PostLab. Uh, I mean, when I finally met him, I was so happy to meet him. And then I realized that he'd written some script that I was using on XN that combined XN and rsync like twenty years before, ten years before. And it was just like, you wrote that tool. You know, you just want to hug all these people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we do. That's true. When when this pandemic's over, I'm gonna hug everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it ends soon because I got a lot of hugs saved up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's for everyone. Yeah. Well, we've barely scratched the surface of, of this topic of in the an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to uh, revisit DevOps for Dummies. Uh, this is just the beginning. And I mean, the combination of 
all the other movements of Agile and Scrum and the Mac DevOps, the, the open source community. I mean, the culture war. <laughs> There's lots to talk about <laughs> and how to work together yeah. and how to help each other. And I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, Piero, where do we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at pmumberti on pretty much anything. GitHub, Twitter, Snapchat. Slack, MacAdmin. No, Snapchat. I, I can't use Snapchat, man. I'm too old. <laughs> I am 37 years old. So yeah, no, I cannot use Snapchat. Um, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I used to have a blog at pierromanberti.com, which I may resume, but it's not, it's not active anymore. You have to write down your thoughts. I know. I know. I have to. I have to. But then you started this book club, and I can talk about them, actually, which is much, much better. It's <laughs> good. Thanks for sharing, and we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, Joaquim, where can we find you on the internet? Okay, well, I have a pretty complicated uh, nickname. So, yes, no, no bowels in my, my nickname. There's no let, let me, yes, let me... Let me try to spell it out. Spell it. Yes, yes. Uh, it's L-C-T-R-K-I-D, electric kit, but we, without it. Well, it, it's half one vowel. One vowel. L-C-T-R-K-I-D. Yes, that's my nickname. In something kit. Yeah, something kit. It's uh, the same. Uh, I use the same nickname on since. 20 years ago so, so you're at least 21 yeah i i use my finger and that's uh, <laughs> yes my first nickname in the internet and i use uh, this nickname in github uh, lab um, mac admin slack and twitter everywhere excellent well thank you so much for joining us and get some sleep <laughs> Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you very much. Thank and you. We'll, we'll talk again soon, and uh, maybe we'll have to do a, a video uh, book club, maybe invite more people to discuss. I think um, we have to spread the word. This is a good book, and I look forward to rereading parts of it this summer. I, I do love the idea of talking to people from around the world because there are lots of cool people around the world, and thank you so much for, for joining us and spending a little bit of time. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR, the conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. Thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor. Simple MDM, our silver sponsor. And Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. People responsible for buying t-shirts have uh, been fired. The people responsible for organizing the t-shirt button have been fired. And the people responsible for firing those people have been sacked as well. Um, yeah. But there was a moose involved. <laughs> ah, my sister was bitten by a moose. <laughs> <laughs> a real uh, moose.